So uh, we need to get a hold. If you're looking at this on live stream, then, you know, we're going to shut live stream off so folks will come here and find out what's going on. So um, anyway, I uh, got that in. So uh, prayer requests, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, uh, bulletin. Uh, don't forget, this Sunday is the bad time change. Move your clock forward one hour. Spring forward, fall back, you lose that hour. Unless, of course, you go to bed an hour early. Uh, now, who does that? I, I don't mind, you know. So, uh, but don't forget, please, uh, change your clock. Set them one hour ahead uh, before you go to bed. And, uh, you know, set your alarm or anything you need to do to get here on time. But please pray and encourage folks to be here. Help me to remind folks this week about that as well, if you, if you would, please. Uh, also, um, don't forget about the young people who are having an activity uh, this week. So please, uh, that's Friday at 6 o'clock. So uh, help, don't forget that. Help us with the teenagers. Also, tomorrow and Friday, uh, we're going to be doing some more work on the kitchen in there. We've got to get that ready. I spoke with Brother Sharon uh, yesterday briefly, and uh, I asked him if he'd heard anything about the cabinets. He said, yeah, they're ready, and uh, I have to go pick them up next week, and, and we'll try to get them installed next week. Amen. No, that's not a good amen. I mean, if y'all looked in there... It's not ready for cabinets yet, so I told him, I said, let it just stay in touch with me, and we'll try to get it done. So tomorrow and Friday, Brother Elias and I are going to be working in there. If you can help us, please come. There's plenty of things to do. We've had some men that's already been in there uh, uh, today, yesterday, So, uh, but I mean, there's still quite a bit left in order to get that ready for cabinets, and uh, but we do have to go get them. The good news is uh, the cabinets, by the time we, it's a company over here where uh, Brother Sharon, he, you know, he's a contractor. He uses them often. When they got all of our cabinets, just like what we've got on this design in here, by the time they uh, discounted through him and everything like that, we saved about $3,500 on our cabinets. So, uh, and not only that, but uh, we don't, if, if we do get this all done right, we're not going to have to put them in. Oh, wow. Amen. Yeah, amen. Uh, all, we got, all we need to do is uh, buy uh, him lunch and, and the crew that's putting them in. I said, brother, I'm telling you, I can get kolache seven for $2, you know. And, uh, or like my dad said, we'll buy him a package of bologna and uh, some, some water and eat that for lunch and then just swell up for supper. I mean, I mean, it works for me, but uh, pray that we get all those in. We're going to go get the cabinets next week and the uh, first part of the week, and it'll probably take us two or three trips. We're, we'll have to put them in the fellowship hall, and there's a lot of, I mean, that's a lot of cabinets, bottom and top. So uh, let's see if we can get everything ready. We've got to do some drywall work. We've got to do some. Uh, put a door in, we've got to do some, replace some uh, two-by-fours, all kinds of things in there, uh, plus the floor uh, as quickly as we can. So, uh, again, pray that we get it, but we want to do it right. I don't want to get in a hurry and, and have an oops or something like that. So, uh, but anyway, but if you can come, please come and help us with that. Uh, I mean, we're, we've got our sink, we've got the uh, we're looking at the, the cooktop, all kinds of things. We've got enough money now for a warmer, a, a good one. And uh, so, I'm, I mean, 
we're excited about that. It's going to be nice in there. And uh, so just pray that we get everything done well, okay? So anyway, read your bulletin, all right? Prayer sheet, pick, uh, pick those up. If you do not have one, raise your hand, and, and uh, Brother Kevin will make sure that you have one, all right? Um, oh, uh, the, the ladies are going to the quilt show. Is that this Saturday? Okay, ladies, don't. I'm sorry, I forgot about that. Leave from the church at 9.30, okay? And that's why I got the tickets the other day, so I think y'all are ready to go uh, for that as well. Uh, a few special requests. Pray for the Marcos. They, they came today for a little while, and I got there. When I got here, or got back to the office this, uh, this morning, um, I was talking to Brother Marco, and he was talking about having a headache, and I quizzed him a little bit, and he didn't feel well, had a sore throat. Miss Eva wasn't feeling good, so um, I asked them why they were even here. And, uh, you know, but they, so they went home this afternoon, and so pray for them. They're not feeling well. Uh, also pray for Harold uh, Malwitz, uh, Miss uh, uh, Brenda's husband. He's not doing well at all. He's back in the hospital, so pray for him. Uh, also pray for Brother Dennis and Miss Susie. They, it was good to see them. Uh, the the other day, so keep them in your prayers, and then pray a special prayer for Debbie Marshall. Right. Uh, she is on hospice, and uh, many of you know her, uh, but she's just not doing well at all. Uh, Miss White and Miss Myra, they they go to see her all the time, and uh, they got a call yesterday from the uh, facility where Miss Debbie's at, and they said she's not doing well. So um, not uh, her brother's coming from Florida. So pray for him, and pray for Miss Debbie, and and uh, that the Lord just kind of watch over her. And uh, and I know that the family would appreciate that. Okay, uh, and remember all these other prayer requests on this list. And I mean, there's many. And uh, I, I want to make sure everybody everybody's still doing good on your prayer books. Everybody doing good. Good. Hang in there. Uh, let me encourage you. Th this is the time of year where it's time to really dig in and really go to work. Uh, the time's going to change. The days are longer. Uh, but sometimes in, in working for the things of God, we get a little tired. Be, be not weary in well-doing. It's what Scripture says. For in due season, if you faint not, uh, we'll reap in due season if we faint not. So please, let me, listen, the Lord is coming back and the devil going to fight extra hard. Uh, and anytime you're trying to do something for God, uh, the devil turns up the heat. And he always turns up the heat where it'll hit you the, the biggest and the best. I told my son that yesterday. He was having a hard day. And I said, son, anytime you're trying to do something for God, and when you try to make a decision to do something for him, the devil's going to always try to hit you with a knockout punch. Right. So uh, please pray for one another. And we all know how that feels because that all happens to us. So. Let me encourage you, you pray for one another, all right? Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer, and uh, remember these special requests that I've mentioned this evening, all right? Dear Father, we thank you, Lord, for today. I'm thankful, Lord, that we serve a uh, prayer-answering God. I'm thankful, God, that you love us. Uh, Lord, I'm thankful, uh, dear Lord, that you said that you know what we go through because, Lord, you, uh, you've been touched with our infirmities, Lord. You, uh, you can relate to us, and... And God, because of that, we can come before you and ask you for your strength and your help. And, and uh, Lord, so we call out to you with our supplication and with our prayer, asking you, Lord, some special prayers tonight, God, for these that we've mentioned by name. 
Lord, I pray a special prayer for Miss Debbie. Lord, known her a long time, and God, uh, she's been in that facility for a few years now, and she's just not doing well. And and so, Lord, I pray for her. I pray, God, that you'd please just uh, watch over her, be with the family, God. And I pray, God, that your perfect will will be done. Comfort, God, uh, where comfort needs. And, Lord, I pray for strength, God, for those that need your strength. And, and uh, Lord, I just pray that you'd just be with them. I pray, God, also for Brother Dennis and Miss Susie. I was glad to see them the other day. And pray, God, that you'd continue to strengthen them and their health, Lord, so that they can be back. I I pray, Lord, for Harold, God, that uh, had to go back to the hospital. They think he's got a clot on his lung, and I pray, God, that you'd please dissolve that. And, Lord, that you'd just help him to regain his strength, Lord. And while he's there at the hospital, be with these doctors and nurses as they wait upon our folks, Lord. And pray, God, that you'd guard their thoughts and guide their hands. And, uh, God, that they'll not do anything, Lord, unless it's uh, been okay through the omnipotence of almighty god and so lord we just pray for these i pray for miss brenda god as she's there with harold i pray god that you'd strengthen her as well and and uh, god that uh, you'd just kind of give her that physical strength that she needs as she uh, goes back and forth and and uh, ministers to him as well and then lord we pray also god for uh, our ladies that are expecting i lift them up in prayer pray for them i pray for our young men that are in school god i lift them up in prayer as God, the old devil, he always fights, Lord, when young men give their lives and young ladies give their lives, Lord, for the cause of Christ. And so, Lord, I pray that, God, that you'd build a hedge of protection around them and strengthen them and help them, Lord, to understand that these are the last days in which we live. And, and uh, God, but we can draw strength from you, God, and we can know that greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. So, Lord, uh, I pray, God, that you'd be with these young men. Pray, God, for our day Sunday. Lord, if you don't come back, and I pray, Lord, that you'd go ahead and come back if that's uh, in the plan of Almighty God. And, uh, Lord, to be back before Sunday. But, Lord, if you don't, I pray, God, that we will prepare ourselves spiritually, uh, God, to be ready for this coming Lord's Day. I pray, God, that we'll be prayed up. Lord, I pray, God, that our relationship with you be what it ought to be so that when we step foot in this place this coming Sunday, Lord, that we'll be ready to worship, that we'll be ready to sing and, and uh, lift up the name of Jesus that's above every other name. So, Lord, I, I just pray, God, that you'd help us. Lord, I pray and thank you for our folks that are here tonight. I pray, God, that you'd help me to rightly divide your word of truth as we move on through the book of Daniel. I pray, God, that everything that we do and say will bring honor and glory to your name. And, uh, God, we give you praise for that. Bless, Lord, as well in the... Uh, uh, remodel of our kitchen lord you have already blessed and uh, financially god with our, our the needs for the kitchen i pray god now that you'd help us to lord to use that wisely and i pray god that in the work that um, it'll all be done uh, decently and in order and uh, god that, uh, that whatever we do in there we can use it for the cause of christ and use it lord to uh, Lord, to strengthen the body, and Lord, just to enjoy the fellowship around one another. So, Lord, I pray your blessings upon the uh, remainder of the work in the kitchen area. And then, God, I pray for this this offering tonight, thanking you, God, for the gift and the giver. Uh, Lord, I pray, God, that everything that's given will be used for the furtherance of the cause of Christ so that we can do what you've called us to do, and that's to reach people with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so, Lord, I just thank you, Lord, for the offering. Bless it, God, and we'll give you the praise because it's in the name of Jesus that we pray and ask all these things. Amen.
If you have an offering, you please come. upon your feet. We would love for you to join us in singing hymn 370. Hymn 370, I know whom I have believed. And at the conclusion of this hymn, we would love for you to greet uh, your family members and extended family members, okay? Amen. 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 Hymn 370, I know whom I have believed. Y'all glad to be here again? Say amen. amen. Good, good, good. I, you know, I always like going to church. Amen. amen. I mean, just, no, you know, I like to see God's people. Somebody like to give a testimony real quick? We don't do that often, but, you know, as soon as I do, everybody wants to pray. Go ahead. Amen. Very good. Yep. Amen. So, Big Nell? Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yep. Amen. Yeah. Amen. 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 Amen
Amen. Amen. <laughs> Don't get here too early. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'll just I'm picking on Brother Will. I appreciate our musicians too. They they do a good job. They and I, they're they are faithful. I appreciate Brother Shelton. Uh, you know, I we, I led singing for several months and preached choir and all that. And finally, one day, I just said, "Hey, I need somebody to lead singing for me." And he said, "Really? Who is that?" And I said, "You'll be up there next week." <laughs> and I I said, hey, "Volunteers, raise your hand." And I you know, and then I grabbed his arm and just stuck it up in the air, kind of thing. Uh, but he's been doing it ever since. And uh, and he does a good job. Uh, the the preachers and pastors that come and uh, and and preach, they mention and appreciate him, and says he does well. Because listen, not everybody that can do what do what he does. Do. Uh, there's a knack about that, and so I'm thankful that he stepped in years ago. And uh, you know, and I've he, he's often asked me. Uh, you, you know anybody else that might? And I said, nope. <laughs> I, I don't have a clue, you know. So uh, it's uh, it's just a done deal kind of thing. But anyway, I appreciate all of our folks like that that volunteer and do. And uh, churches could not move forward without volunteers. And I mean, you just couldn't do it. No church can, and especially a growing church. And uh, it just takes people. And I'm thankful for all of our folks that uh, that are active and involved in, in worship. That's why God wants y'all to be involved in church Amen. so we can grow. Amen. Uh, somebody else? Miss Rachel, go right ahead. Thank you, Miss Rachel. I'm going to be nice. <laughs> you know, I've learned in the last, uh, not just the uh, 23 years we've been here, but over the last year, it, I can just throw out a joke and just kind of zing her a little bit, and it's like it's like the silent spot on Red Skelton. Y'all, y'all remember? I mean, you could hear a pin drop on the carpet when I try to. You know, just say something funny and make her the kind of the, the you know, the joke part of it is like, it don't, it don't work. Yeah. Now, if I say it about me, everybody just dies laughing. <laughs> so, but, but she is right. And, and uh, pastors cannot pastor effectively without a good wife. Amen. And I've been blessed. And I, I mean that with all my heart. And she does. She's like the ever-ready bunny. She goes all the time. And uh, I have to get up really early to wake up before her. I'm talking about 4 a.m. kind of thing, you know. So, anyway, Brother Reggie, go ahead. Share with the Bible students last Sunday morning. They had, you know, mothers who are specialized and, you know, responsible. Well, today I talked to my brother. They said that she come back through and she spoke. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Amen. All right. Well, Daniel chapter 11. Daniel. Uh, chapter 11 is where we're going to get started, and, and we're just going to read one verse. I want to move to Daniel chapter 11, verse 24, and take a look at what I've, I've called a personal antichrist, and as we kind of uh, get started a little bit. But if you 
Let's stand and let's just read that one verse. I don't. I want you to go back and read chapter eleven, but just for the sake of one verse, it says in verse twenty-four, it says he shall enter peaceably, even upon the fattest places of the province, and he shall do that which his fathers have not done, nor his fathers' fathers. He shall scatter among them the prey and spoil and riches. Yea, and he shall forecast his devices against the strongholds even for a time. Dear Father, I pray, God, that you'd help me, uh, Lord, tonight again to rightly divide your word of truth. Help me, uh, Lord, as we go through the book of Daniel to, uh, God, just to bring glory to your name. And, and Lord, I'm just thankful again for Central Park. I pray, God, I'm thankful for our people and God for their uh, willingness to serve and God I know that uh, the only reason I'm able to do what I do is because they do what they do and and again I'm thankful for that so Lord just pray that you'd bless and help us Lord to have a productive week God, Lord and I pray that your hand to be upon us tonight in Jesus name amen you may be seated verse 24 and it's right in the middle of chapter 11 um and it's, it, it's part of the description of the what we call man of sin. We, he's also called the Antichrist. He, you can even call him a superman if you, if you want because in his ability, that's what he'll be able to do. But if you go back and read the first 35 verses of chapter 11, it, it describes for us in detail uh, the history of the nations after Daniel's time and the it talks about the history of the little horn in Daniel chapter 8, who we identified, if you remember, uh, as Antiochus Epiphanes. Uh, remember the one who defiled the temple at Jerusalem. Uh, he also brought about the destruction of the holy place. And uh, we also talked about how he is a type of the Antichrist who will rise after the church has been raptured out. Now, this leader... Uh, or the leader of this Antichrist. Uh, now remember, the, the Antichrist is not Satan, but uh, Satan is behind, he's behind him. He's the one that empowers him and, and helps him. And, uh, as I, and, and he's the one who, uh, who, again, is the leader of all the other fallen angels. And he's the leader of this, this Antichrist as well. And by the way, the, the number of angels that fell with Satan are literally innumerable. Uh, there are myriads of angels that went with him. The Bible just simply states that it was a third. But uh, it's a, a number that you and I probably couldn't, it scarce if we knew how many there were. But Satan uh, is the leader of all these angels. And he is also, again, the leader of the Antichrist. Scripture teaches us that his plan, Satan's plan, his purpose is to hinder, it's to thwart, it's to, uh, if possible, to, uh, to keep the church and keep you as individuals and keep uh, even the future that God has planned for us to keep it from coming about. He wants to do anything he can to hinder and keep us from being effective and, in fact, keep God's plan from ever coming to fruition. Uh, he seeks to undo and oppose God and set up his own kingdom right here on this earth. Uh, and, and if you remember, if you go back to Je Daniel chapter 10, verses 12 and 13, 
you find that, that these beings are powerful beings. Uh, and in fact, they, we saw where they hindered the answer to Daniel's prayer for 21 days, uh, for three weeks, which gives us uh, just a glimpse of the power of Satan. If you recall, and you go back and read, you'll find that uh, one of Satan's angels was able to withstand one of God's own messengers and hold back for 21 days the answer to Daniel's prayer. And if we can get a hold of that, we can realize to a degree the, the power uh, of the enemy, which is against you and me. Uh, if, if, if a demon, uh, a fallen angel can hinder the, uh, the answer to prayer for, from God for 21 days. Listen, I'm telling you, we are no match in and of ourselves uh, for that kind of power. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. And it's these demons that we wrestle against. So I want you to see some things about this personal antichrist. And the Bible teaches us that at the end of this age, Satan... Uh, in preparing his master stroke against the kingdom of God uh, and the church of the Lord Jesus Christ will enter a man and uh, will be incarnated in this flesh as the Antichrist. Now listen, uh, people have asked me before, can, uh, can a demon, can a Christian be demon-possessed? Absolutely not. You can be oppressed. You can be opposed but you cannot be um, uh, indwelt. And the reason being is because the Holy Spirit of God already indwells in you. And so a a demon cannot. Now, he can make you make bad decisions. He can put things out there and tempt you to where we, you know, instead of looking for the way of escape, that we look into the temptation. and, And so we've got to be careful about those things. But this is that Antichrist incarnated in the flesh. The man of sin, he will seek to give the final blow that will defeat the entire plan of Almighty God. Satan is against God's plan to the nth degree. Now, Satan knows the Bible. Uh, backward and forward. You say, then why does he, uh, I mean, then why does he keep trying to, to thwart or trying to oppose God's plan when he knows he's going to lose anyway? Well, listen. Have you ever met someone who knows what to do and know the right thing, but they are bent on having their own way no matter what? Oh, yeah, I've met them. Uh, I've been in opposition to them, same type of people. And no matter what, they listen, they want their way. They know it's not the right way. They know it's not God's way, but it's their way. And they want it. Well, Satan is this kind of guy. And as we've said, he's known by several different names in Scripture. And you can go back. Uh, we talked about that the other day, about how his name was Lucifer, the star of the morning. Uh, but, but this Antichrist, I want to stay with this. When the rise of the Antichrist, well, first of all, it'll be sudden. Now, and, and when you think about it, it's sudden because he seeks to imitate the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Now, we know that Satan, again, is a great imitator. He has nothing that's original. There's a lot of people around that today. I mean, there's substitutes for everything. There's substitute for sugar. You know, we've talked about that. You've got sweet and low. You've got uh, uh, equal, what's that other one, a stevia or something like that? 
Yeah, I mean, oh, but it's all natural. Well, then why don't you just use sugar? You know, I mean, there's imitations for everything. Well, Satan is the great imitator. He has always tried to substitute the things of God with his own. So he deceives, uh, or he deceives on, uh, on that he, so that he can destroy it. So he wants to deceive us. He wants to deceive the people of this earth in order to destroy. And if you recall, the Lord Jesus Christ, he was on this earth for a little over 33 years. But for the first 30, we never heard anything from him. We, heard, we, we saw little snippets of his life, like when he was 12, he went to the temple and his, and his parents went to looking for him. Well, for 30 years, he remained in obscurity in, in his home, in Nazareth. And the silence watched for no years, uh, uh, on those years, was only spoken of about once, and that was in Luke chapter 2. Then, when his time did come, we talked about this a little bit a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he was baptized in the River Jordan, and after the temptation, he, at all of a, uh, of a sudden or all at once, he revealed himself in the miracle of the turning the water into wine uh, at the wedding at Cana of Galilee. And when we read that, when he finally... Uh, 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 revealed himself, the Bible says that many disciples believed on him. So the Antichrist will remain in obscurity until the Spirit of God takes away the bride of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, watch this, uh, according to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, when the church is raptured out, then the Bible says, shall the wicked be revealed. Uh, I personally believe he's here today. Why? Because he doesn't know when the Lord's coming back. He's got to be ready. Yeah. I think he's been ready ever since the Lord Jesus Christ had died and, uh, on this earth and ascended back to the throne. I think every age, every generation since then, uh, there's been a person on hand ready for the Antichrist to indwell in him and when he would be revealed. But it can't take place until the church is raptured out. Second Thessalonians chapter 2. I mean, he may be in the process of making preparation for his takeover. Look around. We've talked about this. The spirit of Antichrist is alive and well right now today. It's not going to be take much for him to step up and for people to follow him. So he'll take over suddenly. And as the Lord said himself, he said, I am the light of the world. Well, the Antichrist will claim himself to be the light. But instead, he's, he is a minister of darkness. And all God's people can say amen. Look in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Uh, 2 Thessalonians, look in chapter 2 and, and uh, look in verse, look verse 9. That's on page 273. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 9. Find your place, amen. Oh, that, that's pretty good. Even him whose coming is... After the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all, here it is, deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved. Listen, I want you to understand that those who are going to be deceived, they, listen, they did not receive the truth. They chose. Listen, people make a conscious decision whether they're going to receive the truth or not. Uh, you know, my dad always told me sometimes, he said, hey, boy, I'm telling you one thing. You will walk across the street to believe the lie, or you'll stand still and believe the truth. 
And we're living in a society that's exactly like that today. We live in a society that will believe a lie, listen, and when the truth is staring them right in the face. Well, one of the elements of, of, this, of the Antichrist success is going to be to gain the hearts of the people and he will come promising the very thing that's most desired by, uh, by the people all over the world. One thing, peace. I mean, there's never been a subject more prominent, yet more elusive than peace. America, and I thought, and, and I was doing a little research, America has been involved in a major war nearly every 25 years. Back in the days of Jeremiah's time, the people were concerned about peace. And remember what they cried out? They cried out and they said, peace, peace. You remember what the Bible says? There was no peace. Listen, we live in a day when people are searching for peace. 1 Thessalonians 5, 3, Paul writes, when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction will come upon them and they shall not escape. Listen, this world, I don't know about you, but this world is sick and tired of war. Disunity. Upheaval. I mean, and they're looking for peace and they're looking for somebody who can bring it. I mean, the, the society today is primed and ready for someone, if they stepped up, listen, some great orator in the Antichrist is going to be the king of or oratory skills and he's going to be able to, to steal the hearts of people and deceive them into anything that he wants them to do. Look, in, look back in Revelation chapter 6. Revelation chapter 6 and look in verse 1 and 2. I mean, the world talking about peace, they're, they're ready. Chapter 6, verse 1 and 2. It says, And I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder, one of the four beasts, saying, Come and see. Verse 2, And I saw, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat on him had a bow, and a crown was given unto him, and he went forth conquering and to conquer. Now here is the white horse of peace upon which this wicked, this wicked individual ushers in a short period of peace. The first three and a half years of the tribulation period is going to be a time of peace. Everything's going to be great. Everything's going to be smooth. But watch, but it remembers a dictator. He has nothing of, original of his own. So when he comes and he offers these first three and a half years of peace during the first three and a half years of the tribulation period, it's going to be an imitation of real peace. Listen, he can't sustain anything. He offers his best right up front because he can't sustain it. Yet people fall into the trap of, 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 of the tricks and the deceivableness of Satan. Listen, the false peace that the Antichrist brings will come to an abrupt halt uh, at the midpoint of the tribulation period, if you look in Matthew chapter 24, when the Antichrist desecrates the temple and he betrays the Jewish people and then he, he turns on them. He, all, he, he, he launches an attack on, on the people that he's supposed to be taking care of and to give them peace. Now watch, 
He'll help them, he'll aid them, and he'll take up for the Jews. He will even stand against their old enemies, the children of Ishmael. Watch. I mean, he will, uh, he'll promise them peace. Uh, he will promise to give them back their land. But listen, he will betray them. Look in Daniel chapter 11. Turn back over there and look in verse 21 through verse 24. Daniel 11, verse 21. It says, And in his estate shall stand up a vile person to whom they shall not give the honor of the kingdom, but he shall come in peaceably and obtain the kingdom by flatteries. Uh, and with the arms of a flood shall they be overthrown from before him and shall be broken, yea, also the prince of the covenant. Listen, just as Satan has forever done, he will first gain the confidence of the people, and uh, which is the nation of Israel. He'll do all these things. Again, he'll promise them peace. He'll promise to give them back their land. But listen, but then he will turn on them. You remember uh, when we talked about this uh, a couple of weeks ago when the, the how Lord wept when he rode into the city of Jerusalem? Uh, you remember when he came in on the donkey and, and, and because the people didn't recognize him, he wept? You remember? I mean, they had the Old Testament. They, they, they should have known, but when he rode in, they didn't recognize that he was the Messiah and he wept as a result of it. And, and watch this, and again... The people, the Jews, are not even going to recognize the Antichrist. They've got, they've got scripture. They ought to know. Listen, uh, God help us, God's people, to understand that God, we have been enlightened with the word of Almighty God. At people that have heard the gospel message, they have been enlightened with the word of God. And for them to turn and reject the Lord Jesus Christ as Messiah, they are without excuse what scripture says uh, so the jews they they don't accept the lord as messiah and they'll be deceived uh, and when they have his word but again god's people today we have his holy preserved word and yet christians are still deceived just as the world is deceived and it's a sad thing to watch good christian godly people be deceived i mean they come and they sit and they listen and then, and then they leave and they let old Satan, old Slewfoot, uh, deceive him and, and they believe a lie. And so Satan, he will turn on the Jews. Uh, he will turn on those whom he has pledged to protect. You know why he does that? He's Satan. I mean, he's not going to change. Uh, Satan will always be Satan. He will always have one purpose, and that will be to thwart the cause of Christ, to try and destroy God's plan and try to destroy Christian people just like you and keep you from being effective for the things of God. Listen, the reason he does that is because he's Satan. Uh, he's, he will forever be that way. Listen, he, even when he is thrown in, listen, he's chained up for a thousand years during the millennial reign. And God says he looses him for a short season. And you know what he does? He goes right back to doing what he's always done, to deceive people. And, and the sad thing is, he'll do it. And people will listen to him. After the Lord Jesus Christ has reigned in Jerusalem for a thousand years, the devil's turned loose, and, and there'll be still those who turn on the Lord Jesus Christ and reject him. Well, listen, why? Because he's Satan. Daniel chapter 11, verse 28. Look what it says. Then shall he return into his land with great riches 
and his heart shall be against the holy covenant, and he shall do exploits and return to his own land, and arms shall stand on his part, and they shall pollute the sanctuary of strength, and shall take away the daily sacrifice, and they shall place the abomination that maketh desolate. This is the abomination of desolation that being referred to here or that the Lord speaks about in Matthew chapter 24. And, when you, and this piece that, that Satan brings in, it's only for a short season and it'll be followed by a great war. And the white horse of the book of Revelation is followed by a red horse. Look, in, look now turn back over to Revelation chapter 6. Revelation chapter 6 and look in verse 4. It says, And there went out another horse uh, that was red, and power was given to him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth, and that they should kill one another. And there was given to him a great sword. Listen, uh, you know, uh, the Bible teaches that when the battle of Armageddon takes place, that that the, the valley of Jezreel, the blood will run bridle bit deep to a horse. Listen, we stood on a hilltop and looked over that valley. It is a massive valley. And the armies of the world will meet there. Do you understand that, uh, have you watched the turmoil in, uh, you know, with China and some of these other countries? Listen, I'm telling you, it wouldn't take much to spark uh, a, third world, a third world war uh, right now today. Uh, everything's ready. Uh, everything is primed for the Antichrist. And as we've already said, this world's been looking for a master statesman, a leader for centuries, ages, somebody who'd be able to weld a government of the world which would be invincible and undefeatable. Well, listen, the world's looking for that person now. We're coming to that place where, uh, where we've we got to get to a one-world government. The Antichrist is going to step up and he's going to say, I've got all the answers. Listen, we're, we're running into things like cryptocurrency and all this stuff, a one-world monetary system. It's going to come down to a one-world religious system. After all, what we can, why can't we just all get along? Why can't we all? Uh, listen, we, the people are looking for a universal. The, the, uh, I was watching the news today, and they're coming up with a, uh, with a new a third party. And it's, uh, oh, what do they call that? No, no boundaries. I think that's what they called it. In other words, why can't we just all get along and why can't we just all be one? And you know, I got to thinking about that in light of the scripture and I thought, listen, that'll work. I mean, we're living in a world right now where people are trying to get everybody just to come under one umbrella. Why do we need the Democrats? Why do we need the Republicans? Why can't we just have a, a, a party with no boundaries? Ross Perot tried that years ago. That didn't work. But listen, we've come a long way since then. And we're now we're ready to try to all get along. We don't, we just, I mean, we're all trying to get to the same thing. We all want world peace. We all want, we all want money in our pocket. We all want something to eat in our refrigerator. We all want electricity that don't cost so much. And gas is not $5 a gallon. I mean, and this person that may come up and run for in, in a third party with no boundaries, Listen, I'm telling you, are we ready or are we not? Absolutely. 
uh, listen, the Antichrist, he will, uh, he will be, Satan will be the, the uh, power behind the throne, if you will. He'll be the person, you know, we, nowadays we look around and we think somebody's behind the power. There, there's a group or whatever, you know, however you want to look at it, that's, that's pushing whoever's president and they've all got their agenda. Well, listen, Satan is going to be the power behind the Antichrist. And he does have an agenda. And it is not going to be peace. People may think it's going to be for the first three and a half years, but I'm thankful that I'm not going to be here. I'm going to be sitting at the uh, marriage supper of the Lamb. And man, we're going to have a fellowship time for seven years. And then we're coming back for a thousand. I, I was talking to somebody the other day and I, they said, uh, man, oh, I, I'm, I'm ready for the Lord to come back. But I would just like to do a little bit. I, there's a, just a few more things that I'd like to experience. And I thought, why? Listen, I, and I told them, I said, what God has planned for us it, that that this stuff here will, it won't even be a memory anymore. It'll be so great. Listen, eye hath not seen, ear hath not heard, neither hath entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. Listen, I, I don't want to experience anything else. I've experienced enough. And no matter how old you are, you ought to think that same way. I don't want to see my grandkids grow up in this old world. I'd rather them just get a glorified body and we all go in, you know, we all go to glory together. And we'll spend eternity walking around on the streets of gold, sitting by the crystal sea. And, and I mean, fishing in the river of life, so to speak. We, I mean, I can do, I, I, I told a preacher the other day, I said, listen, if there's one thing, we were playing golf and we were looking up and there were two uh, bald eagles flying around. I thought, man, that is awesome. And I said, you know what I've always wanted to do? And they said, know what? I said, if, if I get my glorified body, I want to be able to fly. And he said, well, why not? You'll be able to walk through walls. And I said, well, yeah, that's true. Jesus did. And we're going to have a body like his. But I thought, man, just to be able to, you know, put your arms out here and go, you know, all this stuff. You say, man, that's crazy. Well, it may not be. Do we know? No, I mean, but, you know, we can have, use our imagination a little bit. But listen, God, God's got something for us that this old flesh, we can't even think about it because it's sinful flesh. But Satan is going to be behind the Antichrist. Let me show you the Antichrist religion. Religiously, uh, the, the Antichrist will be the consummation of all ungodliness and atheism and lawlessness, and he will deny all authority except his own. He's called in Scripture the lawless one. Uh, and in the heyday of his power, he'll attempt to dethrone God from his seat just like he did in the beginning. Listen, he, he's always, uh, or this is always the spirit of Antichrist to dethrone God. If, if you go back to Ezekiel chapter 28 and verse 14, You'll remember that's what got him kicked out of heaven in the first place. Uh, Lucifer, the Bible says, the anointed cherub exalted himself against God and, and God cast him out from his position of power. And, and if you recall, the, the bait that he used to beguile Adam and Eve was the promise that, he, that they would be as a, as a god. Listen, you'll be, you'll be as God. You'll be just like him. And the reason why he don't want you to eat that is because you will be as God. 
And when he got kicked out of heaven, he said, I will be like the Most High. Well, I got news for him. He'll never be like that. But that don't keep him from trying. He's always tried to dethrone God. He's always tried to usurp his authority. Listen, we live in a day where people are always trying to usurp themselves over the authority that God has in place. And Satan will again use the same tactics that he used in the beginning. As Christ claimed he was God, watch, Satan will come imitating the Lamb of God by making the same claims that Christ made. Look, look over in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3 and 4. Keep your finger there in Daniel. We'll, we'll go back over there for another verse. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 Verse 3 and 4, it says, The son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself he is God. Listen, um, he's in, it, turn back to Daniel chapter 11, verse 36. Satan's always wanting to I don't know, pride, you know, that's what got him. Daniel chapter 11, verse 36, it says, And the king shall do according to his will, and he shall exalt himself and magnify himself above every god, little g, and against, here it is, the God of gods, capital G, God of gods, and shall prosper till the indignation be accomplished, for that is determined shall be done. Listen, you see how the world is being prepared right now for the coming of the Antichrist? We're, we're ready. Uh, I, I, I don't think it's going to be a, a big leap for people uh, to follow him. I think the stage is being set. The world is suffering because of a lack of leadership. I'm talking about the world, not just the United States, but the world. Lack of adequate unity, adequate understanding, in order to bring about the desired peace uh, for which men have been longing for. Listen, you know why? Uh, you know Satan, what he tries to do in the church? He tries to disrupt the unity in the body of Christ. You know why? It keeps God's plan from coming to fruition. When this man comes, this Antichrist, um, he'll give the formula, I mean, to world peace. It'll be a seemingly foolproof plan and and I mean when people when he does that he'll say man I have got this plan foolproof peace I can I can literally see people lining themselves up to follow him uh, only to be deceived I wrote some verses down and I just wrote a few I, I challenge you to go back and find the verses that God talks about about being deceived Matthew 24 and verse 5 says for many shall come uh, in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall not, uh, and shall deceive many. Matthew 24, verse 11 says, Many false prophets shall rise, and shall deceive many. But Galatians tells us, be not deceived. Listen, don't deceive ourselves. Uh, let, the, the, the tricks of Satan have always been the same. We ought to be able to recognize them. Uh, we ought to be able to know when he is trying to uh, to try to trick us, to keep us from being everything that God wants us to be. And so we, we can understand, though, that there's only two masters, only two. God 
and Satan. Christ and the devil. And the time will come when it'll be too late for people to choose. Um, and I'm, I'm afraid that, um, that people have come to that place today in our society and they still choose not to follow after the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, I quote this verse often and I'll quote it again. Matthew 24, 44 says, Therefore be ye also ready, for in such an hour as you think not, the Son of Man cometh. You know, we think about high gas prices. Me and my wife was coming to the church early this morning and drove by. And I, I mean, just yesterday, day before, it was $2.89. And we drove up by one today. And I looked and I said, look at that. It's $3.19. You know what I was doing for about 15 minutes? I complained about the price of gas. Never did think about Jesus coming back. When we got in traffic, I complained about traffic for about 15 minutes. Never did once did I think about Jesus coming back. I got up this morning and looked out and I said, man, it rained again. I mean, everything is wet and soggy. And for about 20 minutes, never did once I think about Jesus coming back. Be ye therefore also ready, for in such an hour... As you think not, the Son of Man cometh. I'm ready for him to come. God help us to pray and do everything that we can to reach people with the gospel and encourage them and challenge them to follow after the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, help us. Help us to understand.